Hi, everyone. This is Too Young to Be Old podcast with me, your host, Diane Gilman. Each week, my guests and I will share insights, advice, and more than a few laughs to empower and inspire women over the age of 50 who really need to embrace the aging process. We want to encourage you to pursue your passions and dreams no matter what decade you're living. Too Young to Be Old podcast is intended to educate, empower, and foster connection with our community. Please note that this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or care. So with that said, let's settle in, get comfortable, and let's get started. Hi, this is Diane Gilman. You may know me as the Queen of Jeans, but I'm also the author of Too Young to Be Old. And I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready to make yourself your own favorite DIY project? I hope so, because we have got the ultimate aging young expert for our podcast today, Debbie Carlin Boyle. Debbie, how are you? I'm so thrilled you could come oh, on. Oh, I'm so good today. Thank you, Diane. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, two older girls with like mind. So I see in your whole bio that you are called an aging young expert. And the thing I love the most, and you really coined the phrase, is living longevity with quality. That, at this point, I'm about to turn 78. That is my mantra. It has to be quality and it doesn't necessarily come easier automatically. No, no. We (laughs) we are in charge. We are sort of our own vessel on how we're going to create that. Yeah, which is kind of scary. (laughs) It is. It is. And, you know, I I hate the phrase that nothing comes easy, but really, you know, uh, self-care should be the number one thing in our lives, I think, because it it, it creates what our future is going to be. And we're, you know, when we're good for in ourselves and good with ourselves, we're good for everyone else around us, you know, so. You know, the the crazy thing is, and I think we talked about this before, and we're going to get to diet, but I really, at holiday season, I, I mean, I will sit down and eat a quart of ice cream. If you put ice cream in my freezer, it is not going to last. I have no control over that stuff. And so I got high cholesterol, I got... um. I had conditions that I wasn't thrilled with, like high blood pressure. I brought that all down. But when we talk about longevity with quality, everything about my body after heavy chemotherapy and radiation really functions well, except for one knee. So here I am, and I'm saying to myself every morning, today's the day it's going to get better. I'm going to do more exercise. But then I found I really needed help. And finally, unbelievable resistance. I went and got those gel shots in my knee and I am now on the road to longevity with quality. So I think you need experts. I wish that you were living in my town and you were my life coach because I want to get into what you say is a holistic approach to aging And how do we balance our lives? How does that all go together? The holistic and and what I think is probably 
internal balance? Um, okay, so from uh, my point of view and from my practice and what I do with my clients, and by the way, I work with people all over the world, so we can talk about that further. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So when it <laughs> comes to balance, it comes to everything. It's important that we address everything that feeds us on life including the food on our plate. So we'll talk about the food on our plate separate, but let's talk about all the other things that feed us. And those are the things like, of course, we're going to, so my, my three main things that I try to uh, talk to my clients about, get them in the right mindset is obviously the food. And then when we go away from the food, we talk about movement or exercise And it's not a one-size-fits-all with everything we're talking about here. There's a little term I phrase called bio-individuality, that there are no two people alike. Your food could be my poison. My food could be your poison. You know what the thing you like to exercise and do may be the thing I hate. So I zero in on that person and their likes and dislikes that are doable within their lifestyle, within the, you know, what their 24 hours look like, what their week, what their month, what their year and their goals are. I I call it customization. Mm -hmm. I think that when you, while you're still in school, in your youth, people show you what to do. You fit into, you're either, if you're a guy, you're a football player. If you're a girl and you're a jock, you're on the basketball team or you're a cheerleader but then you get to middle age and that's usually all about work and maybe running and then you get to past 55 and suddenly mm, running is not so good the joints hurt but wait a minute that's what I did I ran morning and night for 30 years well yeah that's why I have arthritis in my knees now so what I have found is I had to like go through, it's like going through the dark part of the ocean and coming to places that are more well lit. I had to find out for myself, okay, I can't do those kind of marathons anymore. I've got a knee issue, but I can do aerobic arm exercises or finding substitutes for food I love because I know that these foods are toxic for me. I had a hormone-based breast cancer, so I know I can, no dairy products, no hormones, no GMOs, and it sounds like no this, no that, no cheese, but you know what? If I have to weigh eating a big blob of mozzarella against feeling really energetic day after day, I, as much as I love the mozzarella, I would choose the energy side. And how tough is it when you get clients that think to themselves, why do I have to put into the, the in the work? I think aging young is a second career. I really do. <laughs> I think it's work, it, it, but it you can work. learn to love it. So rather than work and making it more of a negative, I try to stay ah. lifestyle and, um, and it's hard to make change. So, you know, we're, ha- we're creatures of habit. So our habits from our childhood, the things our parents fed us, the things our grandparents fed us, our grandparents, I, I heard a phrase lately and I have a grandchild, so I'm guilty of this, but I heard a phrase that grandparents are, um, the drug dealers for their grandchildren when it comes to 
when it comes to candy. We're the one that give them the treats. And so they become they become addicted to sugar. So, you know, from a very early age, we're literally fed a certain lifestyle and a certain way to eat and a certain way to move or not move or to be lazy or whatever. And you you and I are from a different generation that didn't possibly move. Our parents did not move the way our generation Oh, there was no, there was no no such thing as exercise. And because my parents came over and, you know, escaped Nazi Germany in world war two, Hey, you were wealthy. If you could eat red meat protein, every day of the week that was a sign of wealth and happiness and americana exactly and so yeah different time a lot of it was just different different mentality sociological attitudes yeah exactly yeah so now we're in a different place in our world and in our way of how we look at taking care of ourselves. And I think there's more awareness about taking care of ourselves. So what I do is I coach clients who have goals to help them be the best possible version of themselves. And sometimes- like, Oh, that's beautiful, the way you put that. It's, yeah. Because we all have this, we have our genetic uh, potential to, uh, to meet genetically where we can be, but we also have a mindset from our habits from when we were young that kind of push us in a direction that say, oh, this is going to be too much work to go off this track. But it's not healthy also, you know, to stay on that track. It's also such a contradiction. And and if you don't mind, I'm going to tell everybody that Debbie does live very close in in a way to the Kardashians. (laughs) And the Kardashians destroyed female America because you never saw them jogging or sweating or it was all about getting shots and augmenting your hips and your derriere and and but it was all about just kind of sitting on a sofa or maybe exercise was shopping but miracle of miracles you looked perfect yeah and you never aged yeah and well, when yeah. we see those kind of images exactly. and believe them, and someone turns around and tells you, you need to lose 50 pounds and you have got to put the pedal to the metal and really exercise, uh, you don't want to hear it. And the other day, because after the jail shots, I needed physical therapy, the, the physical therapist said to me, and he was terrified, Debbie, he was like, now, I've got to tell you something. And you may not like it. And I'm thinking, okay, I got the build up. Let's just get to the meat here. And he said, you are going to have to exercise and strength train the rest of your life. And I thought, I said, do you think that's a punishment? I said, I think it would be great if I could. But I think in America, we're so used to sitting on a sofa looking at reality TV shows where everybody is groomed and perfect and has been in makeup for like eight hours and that we assume that this can be our lives with no effort put in. I'm more than willing to put the effort in just 
show me how. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we have coaches and that's why we have people that inspire like us. Yes. yes. And that's why I got into, I mean, I was a television commercial producer for 30 years, but I had this little uh, side hustle of teaching spinning on a bike. And then I became a personal trainer because of my passion, because of my need to know that I, I lost my um, father at a very, very young age. His side of the family went at a very young age from disease. And I saw a lot of illness and a lot of struggle around me from an early age, from in their 30s on. And I thought, wait, I do not want my life to be that. What is it that needs to shift? What is it that needs to change? And yes, I had the wherewithal back then when I entered college to kind of get out of my household, change the way I ate, change, uh, put exercise into my life. Basically, my goal back then was to get a boyfriend. But, you know, even when your goals, it it was a good reason to make a change in my life. But what I saw when I started exercising, when I started eating well, when I started resting, I got rid of the brain fog. My body, because I was still young, my body immediately responded. I felt better. I looked better. You know, everything became like a clear vision for me on what my lifestyle moving uh-huh. forward was going to be. And, and and you know what? You're saying something so relevant because when the doctor, we were discussing this, when the general practitioner said to me, you're going to die from cholesterol. I've never seen cholesterol this high and your blood pressure stinks. And I said, okay, I've been really bad. It's holiday season. Give me six to nine months. And amazingly enough, you had a young body that responded. I had a 77-year-old body where I was able just through good eating habits and some aerobic exercise to bring my cholesterol down to perfect, my blood pressure to perfect. So that's the point. It pays to have that kind of discipline at any age. And the one thing that I really loved and thought was amazing, when I went for breast cancer treatment, I went to a drop-in clinic, the Dubin Clinic within Mount Sinai, the iconic hospital on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. And when you go into the Grand Hall of Mount Sinai, one wall, it's like, it was like the Ten Commandments, only it was the Ten Commandments of Mount Sinai for living a healthy life, especially if you had heart disease or cancer. And it was don't eat red meat, don't eat dairy products, eat very little fish if you're going to eat protein, but try to be all vegetable, which is impossible for me. Go go figure, but can't do it. And so it was amazing to me that they incorporated how you should live your life right now through treatment and the rest of your life with a whole guide of how to eat, what not to eat, yoga, it was incredible to me that a medical institution would go to what I would call a holistic level. Is is that what you call holistic? Well, as well? yeah, I uh, well, yes, because everything you mentioned is a positive lifestyle change, and you you brought ah, something yes. up that is it is never too late to change because to you know somebody never. in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s. And I have clients in their 80s. My oldest client is 88. So you, for you 
to make a change, those are the things that have to come into, those are the sort of things that create a holistic, a wellness lifestyle for your entire body. And when we say holistic, it means whole. It means a lot, everything from a, oh, healthy, nice. from a healthy standpoint. It's never too late. On my podcast, and I've been podcasting now for seven years, actually going on my eighth year, I've had Yikes. so many survivor cancer thrivers on my show. And one of the things that they- Oh, all, I love that term. Yes, wow. just thriving. And one I'm of the things that they have in common is they made a change. They made a drastic change in lifestyle. Now, oh, yeah. And, and started eating, you know, the number one thing, Food is medicine. Medicine is food. Food can heal you and food can hurt you. Yes. So we want to think so of true. it as positive. And again, not everybody's food is good for one person is what's good for another. Right. But that's what I work with people individually on. And that's what people who are on a health mission should start trying to uh, delineate what's good for them and what is not, what's harming them. And the other thing, and it was a really serious um decision for me was, uh, you know, most people were to 65. Here I was at 77 debating, debating retiring from live television. Should I? Maybe I shouldn't. But I felt that there was a lot of challenges and aggravation in my life that was going to translate to disease if I didn't well, get rid of it. Stress is a number I, one, I, one of those big, it's a yeah. huge one. It's huge. In uh, that was tough for me to walk away from that. Yeah, it was. You know, it was almost you live that lifestyle where there's adrenaline pumping all the time. Should I? How do I look on TV? What am I going to sell today? What am I going to say? How are they going to take it? <coughs> am I going to be successful? And I thought, gotta find something more age appropriate, something with less stress and and perhaps a gentler form of satisfaction. And you know what? Uh, people say they see just a huge difference in my hair quality, my skin quality, how much positivity and joy and love you put into your life. I think match that with customizing your diet for the decade you're in and never forgetting that movement is everything because I almost I I thought I was going to lose my mobility with my knee and when you think about that it's like no that can't happen to me but yeah I mean it, I went through breast cancer and didn't exercise for four years and here I am and I've got to make up for lost time I feel yeah well never too late once again and yeah, exactly uh, you know you, you you know what one of the things with my sort of age young mantra you know uh, and saying is we have to be aware that throughout the decades of our life our bodies change there are hormonal changes there is huge uh, you know our metabolism changes we have bone loss we have muscle loss bone and muscle go together so what we're doing is we're 
I don't want to say the word fight because again, that's a negative, but we are working sort of against what our bodies are wanting to naturally do, which is genetically do. Yes. Because as we age, those things, our heart rate slows down. When your heart rate slows down, uh, your system slow down. So we digest our food slower. So we have to eat less because we don't metabolize food the same. So that is so relevant. That's why I went on without even knowing I went on it. The intermittent fasting. I found that if I ate one meal a day by about 2 p.m. in the afternoon um, and really finished eating by 3 and in the morning just had at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., one slice of bread with bacon butter, I was far better off. And, and you know, and here's the thing, you, as you get older, you should know yourself more and you should be able to see body signs, right? Mm -hmm. So just going on intermittent fasting after cancer treatment, I lost 30 pounds. I wasn't even aware so much. Well, a lot of it was also, you know, water weight from all the chemicals from the chemo and, uh, but I wasn't even really aware of course, intentionally, I always want to lose weight, but I didn't see myself as dieting. I saw myself, as you said, changing lifestyle and seeing an older body that did not, wasn't using up a huge amount of fuel running, you know, morning and night, but still enjoying food. So I made that very important. But what I find is a lot of people when they get older and Yes, you are going to have some aches and pains you're going to have to deal with. They see food as a reward, and that food slows them down even more and gives them even more health problems. Because if I say to somebody, no, I'm not eating ice cream. No, I don't eat sugar. No, I don't eat cheese. They're like, oh, you poor thing. No, no. these are my choices. Yeah. You've got to, you you know, you you need to listen to your inner self, do you not? Do you find many of your clients are sort of oblivious to that? Well, how does that work? Again, it's really hard for people to change habits. And we grew up with sugar and we grew up with things like ice cream and deep fried food and soft drinks. Oh, yummy. These are things, when I was saying food can harm you, these are the things that harm you. So it's a shift. It's a mindset shift. And it's actually something you have to put into action. And it's small, actionable steps over time to make a sudden, abrupt change from what you know over, you know, what you've been doing throughout your life is very difficult. And that's why I coach someone like me comes into play because I give you the action steps one step at a time. And then now you've incorporated this. Let's say the first thing I want you to do is simply to drink one extra glass of water a day. Everybody should be should be drinking half their body weight in ounces in water, in no. just water. No. Yes. Yes. That's how much we're seventy percent water. Our bodies. We I'm need terrib- to re- that. I'm terrible about dehydration is a catalyst for disease. So we don't want to be dehydrated. Once you start hydrating yourself, you're not going to be as hungry or have as many cravings. You'll keep your hormones right in balance. That. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so think of your body weight, for instance, I'm 110, so I need to drink 55 ounces of water. How do I break that down throughout the day? I have to be vigilant about oh. it. 
So yeah. So what's what's the ounces in that? So here's eighteen ounces. Okay. And so eighteen point nine ounces. And if I get that in a day, I'm lucky. That it's interesting. Is that carbonated? Not Diane. Is that water and carbonated? It's carbonate. And it's carbonated. Drink water. Water. I don't like water. Put lemon in it. See, There's lemon. Becoming, There's lemon in it. Now here. I'm becoming a client. I, you know, maybe if I put lemon or I put cucumber in it, it would be both. more appealing to me. But for some reason, I love the carbonation and only, only for one kind of Italian water. But that seems very Something satisfying to me. It's a habit and a taste you've acquired over time. And somewhere you got totally. in your head. So I had a client like you. She only drank Pellegrino. Uh, no, she only drank Perrier. And I kept saying to her, so I don't mind that, you know, that's fine. But you have a goal and you're only drinking this and not drinking water. Why don't you drink this and water? She said, well, I don't like water. And I said, so put, put some lemon, put some fruit, put some vegetables, whatever you have to do to shift it. Don't put anything sugary in it. But just start with that. She does not drink carbonated drinks anymore at all. She doesn't drink her Perrier. I was at her. Wow. I was at her house for lunch on um, on Saturday this past Saturday, and uh, she offered me. She has carbon. She offered me a Perrier. She goes, "No way, you don't drink that." And she said, "I don't drink it here. I only keep it for my guests." You know, she completely turned herself around. It took a minute. It took a minute. That's what I'm saying. Small actionable steps and if we just start with water we we're making yeah. we're making strides that's the first I step i have spent i don't know about you but i've spent my whole career which was a huge part of my life setting goals and achieving them mm -hmm. and when you achieve a goal you feel so complete that's so powerful and i would not say complete or powerful or in control are are phrases I would normally associate with aging. Most of us feel, every time I ask somebody, and I ask everybody, how do you feel about aging? I'm terrified. I don't want to. I'm so scared. Uh, there's no because good the images that it. we see, the images that we see turn us off. So yep. there's no, we're, we're going to age. Every second of every day, we're getting older. Right? We hope. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. We're, so we're going to age. And there's a genetic component to it. So we can maximize our genetics and our potential to be healthy and age well to keep our skin. I'm 65, about to be 66. You know, I, I have my hair. I've got good skin. I haven't had any surgery whatsoever. And this is a lifestyle that I created for myself once I got out of my household to create, a, you know, and I always learn. There's always something new to learn about oh, a healthy food totally. or about something that's not good for you. Yes. It's this good. There's, there's new studies about this and that. It's an ever ending uh, uh, subject. It's not something that is, you know, finite. Yeah. But what we do know, what we know for sure is and we know this from there are five blue zones in the world and these are zones where we have centurions uh -huh. that are living life to the fullest at old age and it's because of the way they eat it's because of the way their community is yes. their interaction yes. their social life it is because they usually have a passion in what they're doing in life 
It's also, they're also moving, whether they're out, you know, herding sheep up a field because there is most, there's only one place in the United States and that's Loma Linda, California. And that's the home of the seven day Adventists. And they, um, they worship together and they're also very healthy. They have limits on how they eat, when they eat and what they eat. So these people are living healthy well into their their hundreds because they are able to main a, maintain a lifestyle that doesn't have that image hunched over on a walker uh, shriveling oh. up. I can tell you that those people have not adapted the self-care lifestyle that I'm talking about. And it's no fault of their own. It's just habit and they never changed. Some people don't want to make changes. I see that over and over again when I'm out with friends who know full well that drinking three drinks when we go out at night and eating fried food, one dish (laughs) after another is not going to make them feel good the next day, which in turn is breaking down things that are creating because they have these habits of doing these unhealthy things. They're not, they're going to be in that category of aches and pains and not having the quality of life that they want. It was interesting to me. I don't think I got a full grasp of what cancer treatment was going to be because uh, friends came with me to almost every big meeting and Mount Sinai gives you your own personal nutritionist to talk to you about your diet. But a lot of that is the fact that you will have no immune system. So you can't eat salad bar. You can't eat fresh vegetables that have been cut up. You, there were a million things that I never knew I was going to miss that I craved they were gone. for. And when finally, after like 24, months or something, the nutritionist finally said, have at it, go make a salad. And you know what? Sometimes you have to have that those healthy options, which really feel good to me, taken away from you for a heartbeat to see how much you your body really craves it. And now I will actually even make a salad with, I like a lot of crunchy vegetables. Um, like cucumber and and, Good and for you. all the colored peppers. I won't even put salad dressing on it. I just I was so love taken it. dragged right. away from eating that stuff. So I love your message. I think you are the ultimate aging young <laughs> expert and longevity with quality. That is something I could quote and put into blogs I write for the rest of my life. Because that, I think, is exactly, that hits it on the nail. That's what I and so many of the people that join us on this podcast seek. So if you had one last piece of advice for anybody listening who says, longevity with quality, really? What does that mean? How am I going to get that? We have about two minutes left. Go for it, Debbie. Well, first you have to change your mindset. You have to be willing. You have to be wanting. You have to look at the future and see. I know for me from an early age, I wanted to chase after my great-grandchildren. That was sort of my oh, goal. Okay. So first create a goal. Create a goal. What is it you want to see yes. in the future? How oh, do you want that yeah. to play out? Then you got to work backwards and see what are the things I need to change. Am I actually eating 
the healthiest I could possibly be eating? What are the basics I need to start doing today? The small actionable steps, get a coach, work with somebody if you can. If you can't, there's always groups out there. And now on the internet, you can Google anything, five most important things I need to be doing for longevity. You know, the, the, there's so many articles out there. I have them on my website. These are the things that can make a difference. If you can't, you know, those biggest loser shows, uh-uh, those are quick and, and, and actually dangerous. And yeah. But that, not but sustainable. that is the American viewpoint that you sort of do nothing and then some miracle happens and you're a hundred pounds skinnier and looking great in the dress and da, 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 da. There's a reason why that show was canceled. Cause so many of the contestants right. got it's sick. Advertising is what but it is. I, I will it's, say, and, and I'm just going to have to conclude. I will say not only has it been a privilege speaking to you, but I think you agree okay. with me. Aging is a privilege not a punishment. And if we can just keep that in our mindset, we're, like we're going to of be course. able to pivot and change. So for me, from going from being I used to, because I was, as you said, raised in the household where meat, red meat was life and red meat was prosperity. I went from eating red meat probably twice a day, every day in my life, in my 20s, in my 30s, in my 40s, to being yeah, vegan-ish. And it feels so much better and so much more appropriate for my age. Debbie, where can anybody find you if they want to start uh, following you? So the best place to find me is my website. It's Balanced Life by Debbie. Balanced Life, all one word, by Debbie Carlin Boyle. But by Debbie is spelled D-E-B-I. Balanced Life by Debbie.com. And there are all, I'm, you know, also a personal trainer and a fitness instructor. I'm a health and nutrition coach. I help people just round out you their lives. So there you'll see all the services. Renaissance help. <laughs> Woman, and I love the. I love what I, I love do. The fact also, and then I've really got to go. My producer is like, yeah, there's flags <laughs> waving and stuff. But rather than call yourself an anti-aging expert, you put it so positively. You are an aging young expert, and you know somebody asked me the other day. I was being interviewed, and they said, "What is the meaning of the title of your book, Too Young to Be Old?" And I said. I will always, in my head and my heart, be too young where it starts. to be old. But the physical body and everything that is attendant to it, I don't want it dragging along with me. I want it a pace and helping me. So your message is so modern. Your message is the future is here now. And I thank you so much. For being my guest. Oh, I thank you for allowing me to. Bravo. Be, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do. And Bravo. So thank, thank you. For you. Me. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young to Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review. 
and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.